all of our finance jobs average 23% larger than our typical job. Welcome to Rockstars of Remodeling, a podcast presented by Pro Remodeler Media, where the best and brightest stars in home improvement share actionable insights with like-minded industry standouts like you. I'm your host, Drew Barto. I spent 13 years as the Director of Marketing for a replacement window and door company in Pittsburgh, where I learned a lot from some of the great minds in the home improvement industry. I aim to bring many of those voices to you on this show to help you gain more leads, close more sales, and boost your bottom line. Let's rock. Thanks for joining me. I'm happy to have on today's episode, Brian Miller, founder and senior partner of Outback Deck Incorporated, and John Gwaltney, also senior partner at Outback Deck. I first got to know these guys through a group called Certified Contractors Network, or CCN. By the way, they were the 2021 CCN Company of the Year. What they've been able to accomplish using financing in their business is outstanding and should get your attention in the home improvement industry, especially if your sales team has been hesitant to be all in on financing projects. Brian and John, welcome to Rockstars of Remodeling, and thank you for joining me. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate you having us. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Before we get into it, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourselves and then, of course, about your business? I'm Brian Miller. I um, I started out back uh, about 12 years ago now um, on the sort of on the tail end of the, the great downturn in the economy. I have sold myself, but also have recruited and trained and deployed lots of salespeople over the years. And um, several years ago, got really involved in using financing and it's really changed our business. Thanks, Brian. Before we dive into financing, tell me, how has business been for Outback these past couple of weird years? Yeah, so this is uh, this is John. We, we're, we're blessed because uh, we learned from some great mentors, uh, some through Certified Contractors Network of how to run your business by the numbers. And so um, the reason I share that is uh, when COVID happened, that was the beginning of something different, right, for everybody. Um, and uh, we didn't know. We were we were scared like everybody else and everything um, came to a halt. Uh, but then all of a sudden the light switch went on about Memorial Day and then everyone was flooded. So amazing 2020, 2021 was really strong. We had we had our best um, bottom line number ever in 2021. So it was amazing. And then uh, 2022 um, has really been a good, strong, steady year. Um, the last uh, maybe five months, we've seen some changes beginning to uh, occur, mainly in buying habit. Um, we've seen some changes there, uh, maybe a little bit in lead flow, but um, it's been a good two and a half, three years. So we're, we've been excited and honestly, we're optimistic about 2023. That's great to hear, John. So, so I've heard you talk in other places about how you use a financing first approach and what that's done for your business. So what role has financing played in your business over the past few years and what led you to take this approach to your in-home sales? Like John mentioned, we've had we've had some really amazing mentors over the years and CCN has a really strong program with several different uh, vendors. They created a program specifically for us as members and then those vendors and partners came and actually taught and trained us how to position financing in the home. So you know, five, six, seven years ago, we, we didn't, we didn't finance projects. People paid us with checks and, you know, we might've taken a credit card here or there, but generally speaking, we were a cash-based type business and, and it was really great. I mean, we, we did really well doing that, but we were missing out a pretty substantial part of the marketplace uh, where, where people just 
you know, hey, listen, they want to do the project, but they don't necessarily have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 or more dollars laying around in a savings account that's earmarked for it. And they would much prefer a monthly payment option or a same as cash type program or something to help them make a purchase. And in some cases to help them bridge a purchase, they want a project, they have some dollars, but they don't have all the dollars. So I think it started with several people really investing in us as an organization and seeing what we were doing and saying, hey, we can help you to really be effective at helping consumers with payments or with or with getting access to the dollars that they need. You need to sew that into each area of the company. So it needs to be a part of your marketing language and your initial outreach. People need to be able to see that you offer it when they find you on the web or when they call your office or when you send them something in the mail. Th those kinds of things need to be there to introduce the concepts that you offer. And then you need to also talk about that when they call in and, and want to set appointments. You need, you need to train your sales staff to position it and talk about it when you first meet the consumer and it needs to be part of your scripting and part of your language. And then you need to have an easy way to price that for consumers and offer it to them. If you want people to be accepting of that. And it took us time to sew it into all the different areas of the company. Right. So um, we weren't exceptional at it at first and we grew our way into it. And now, John can give you the more exacting numbers, but I think we're at close to 35% of everything that that comes through the business is now a financed project. So you said 35% of your business is now financed. How does that differ from, say, three to five years ago? What percentage of your jobs were financed at that point? We were three years ago, we were less than 10%. Five years ago, we were at maybe 1% or, or not. I mean, <laughs> if you counted credit cards, we probably were doing a percentage or two, maybe. But it's, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's more than a third of our business now and it's continuing to rise. You know, I mean, rates have gone up in so many different areas. And, and listen, we, we all know how difficult it can be to go and get money from a bank. These are unsecured programs. They're not attached to your home, they're signatures, right? And so to be able to offer to a consumer six figures of financing based on a signature that has nothing to do with your home or anything like that, that you can essentially get qualified for in 90 seconds. Yeah. And you mentioned that you work it into every part of your company up front and in marketing to set the stage. But when you do get into the home, how do you present pricing now? Has there been a fundamental change to your sales approach? We actually lead with same as cash and monthly payments in all of our marketing. And so when, when we go to do presentation, we actually let the customer know, hey, we're, we're here today. And if we find out that the project is something that we can help you with, then we're prepared to give you a price in writing that's good for a year. And we have some time sensitive promotions and other things like that, that, that we can do. And then we offer, the, we offer the job as a monthly payment as our lead. And of course, if they decide that they wanna use same as cash, program or they want to use a credit card or, or pay with a check, our, our price is our price. So it's the way we do financing here is it's it's all built into our pricing model. So we don't we don't charge a fee for it or anything like that. It just it's our pricing model is based on we know a certain percentage of our jobs are going to be financed and a certain percentage are not. So we've figured out in our pricing model how to incorporate that and keep those keep those expenses 
in the cost of the job really, really nominal so that we can just gain more traction with consumers, right? That makes a lot of sense. I've talked to others inside the industry who have had difficulty getting their sales team to see past the price tag associated with financing jobs. How did you guys deal with these types of objections? You know, I mean, for sure, on the front end, um, again, not uneducated about financing, right, Uh, on the front end and uh, looking at it and going, geez, you know, it's just one more fee, right? I got to take a credit card, someone wants points, and I'm going to end up paying, you know, two, two and a half or three percent because of that, you know, and that was the mentality, right? The mindset. We had some mentors come along and say, listen, um, you want to put yourself in a position where, where you can handle the objection. What do you mean? Well, the objection is um i can't afford it or that's too much money or whatever you need an option for someone to be able to say oh there's a path to yes right and so um yeah we we wanted to figure it out because in our end in our business we actually have an average job size in 2022 of about 50 grand right well you know it's not often that you're walking into a house and uh you're you're meeting with homeowners and that's what their expectation is always uh, we need to be able to put something in front of them, show the person that they can get what they really desire, right? Not what they have to settle with, but what they really want, right? Build the dream and sell them the dream and get them to say yes to the dream. And uh, and part of that's the financing piece. So in the front end, yeah, we were trying to figure out what do we do? do we, how do we how do we manage the fee and all that? And then we got really good advice about just making sure that you set your pricing, right? With the finance fee included and go to market. Don't let your sales guys wrestle with any of that. Just go to market, right? Give the homeowner a price and let them say yes. I think strategically what you're doing makes a lot of sense because if you go in there and give a large dollar value for the entire project first, and then you try to backtrack into the monthly payment plan, the customer might already have sticker shock. But if you lead with the payment plan, they may say to themselves, oh, I can afford that or not quite, but I'm close. And then you've at least started a conversation, right? It really boils down to sort of consumer mentality. And and one of our mentors actually said something to us about six, eight months ago now. He said, hey, guys, listen, consumers don't actually, they aren't actually connected to what they're doing, but everything is a monthly payment. G- give me an example. How do you pay your phone bill? Monthly. How do you pay your gas and electric bill? Monthly. Your mortgage, your car. We pay everything by the month. Making a purchasing choice on a much larger item, everybody finances. Very few people pay cash. In fact, the wealthiest people use the bank's money before they use their own because they know that they can get a better rate or they can get a same as cash and they can put that money to good work for themselves and outrun whatever the expense or cost might be. And so it's really educating the customer around the idea that in home improvement, monthly payment is standard. You're right. I mean, almost everything you buy is built on a monthly payment plan, so you can spread it out and fit it into your budget. So it makes sense. You know, it matches consumer behavior. Now, I want to go back a little bit. You mentioned that your average job size is about $50,000. Have you realized an increase in your average job size by leading with financing? Yeah, so there's two significant uh, metrics when it comes to this topic, and it was helpful to uh, do a little bit of a deeper dive into it. I was it, it became fun, uh, but one of the things was that all of our finance jobs averaged 23% larger than our typical job. When I when you start digging in and looking at the jobs, it really was people saying yes to more, 
that's that's what it was over and over again. And um, and that's what gets Brian and I really excited is when we talk about what what will the average job size be next year? Well, I think people are going to use more financing. So I, I think predictably we can assume it's going to go up. And then the second um, <clears throat> metric that's really fun to see is um, 77% of the people that financed use the financing for additional work order. And how does that work with the change orders? Are people getting approved for more money than they're actually spending on the original project and they just add it on? When we're doing a large project, we say to the consumer, do you want, do you want access to all the money that they'll offer you? Absolutely. Then put the max amount. They're like, and listen, you don't, you don't pay on what you don't use. You know, we let them know, hey, we do other things as well. So, hey, we noticed that, you know, got three windowsill um, that are broken back here and your back door is all wonky and your siding is all rotting out along the bottom of the house. How about we replace seven windows on the back of the house with the door and the siding back here and just take care of it while we're here. We're already here. We don't have to have the admin fees and all the other stuff of starting over again. So we can save you a bunch of dollars. Would you be interested in us pricing that for you? Of course, price it out. Project management handles that and and away you go. That idea of max approval allows us to have a different conversation with the consumer. And listen, there are times when, when you know, bad things happen to good people. You know, we, we take the deck down and we find a ton of rot. And, and you know, there's no way for us to be able to see if we, we don't have x-ray vision. And so it's the other option in, in discussing with the consumers, hey, listen, we have a way to sort of protect you from, from hey, you're writing checks and all of a sudden you, you get hit with a $10,000 change order because we have to rip out three windows and rip out a ledger and take off sheetrock and rip. And, and we have to do this whole huge repair. We find mold or, I mean, there's all these things that can happen that create a lot of enmity between consumers and contractors. Having a program that allows the consumer to have extra so that when those things happen, they already have the security that it's covered and they don't have to feel exposed. And they know that that's only going to add 20, 30, $40 more a month to the payment. That, that is huge, huge peace of mind, trust and confidence that your contractor is helping and protecting you on the front end. And listen, if it all works out and everything is perfect and we don't need those dollars, it's no harm, no foul. I'm sure there are people listening right now who are blown away by your results. Are there any types of financing plans that are more popular for you that you could share with our audience? How do you decide which options you're going to present to individual customers? Our goal is always to do the homework, right, and, 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 and be the expert. Um, so when we go to a consumer, the, la the last thing we want to do is confuse. So we walk in with a program or maybe an option and we walk in with um, one vendor to say, hey, this is this is our vendor. Make it easy. Make it easy for our sales guys. Hey, use this. Don't go try and solve all the problems. Deliver the message. Right. And uh, in programs, we're listening to the consumer. Right. So we uh, we had a lot of success with 12 months, same as cash for a long time. But in probably the last 12 to 18 months, we've seen a, a move toward monthly payment and we've honed in our, our own script and how we deliver that message to really lay that out in front of people. And so right now we're having a lot of success with, with monthly payment. Before we wrap up this episode, do you have any advice for sales managers or business owners who have a sales team that might be hesitant to take this approach where you lead with payment plans? As a business owner, 
right? You have a couple of jobs, a couple of hats you wear, and one of them is to be the best possible leader for your organization. And you've got to look at this and say, hey, how can I give people the best opportunity to work here? Well, one of the things we care about is our salespeople, and we want them to be as accessible as possible. And so when we're in sales meeting, we're listening, we're talking, we're having a good time, but we're also trying to say, hey, what are you struggling with? What do you, what do you need to overcome? And having larger projects and making them affordable was something our team kept saying four or five years ago. Hey, we, you know, they, they want to do it, but they only have X, right? And so we went and we found a solution. And so we call that the toolbox, right? Hey, do you have an objection? Yes. What's the objection? Great. What's the tool that you reach down and pick up and 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 give to the customer so they can solve what what the problem is, right? And so for us, this is a tool in our toolbox, and we just keep repeating that over and over again to business owners. Give your sales guys tools to handle the objections. That's your job for them to be successful. And and then in keeping with that, once you give them a tool, right? They they need to understand how to use it, but they also need to know what's in it for them. So really you can very quickly lay out for a sales guy, how much more money he's going to make based on how many more sales he will get using payments and, and, and financing programs. And when you look at a sales guy and go, Hey, if you want a 30 or $40,000 bonus next year, running the same number of appointments, let me show you how I can make that happen for you. And you lay it out for them. Any, any smart sales guy would look at it and go, Show me the money, right? So start with the end in mind, right? The, the first reason why we want to position any kind of a payment plan or any kind of a financing option is to help the consumer. We need to help the consumer make a buying decision and a choice to use us as their contractor. Having the differentiation of having the plans and having the options for them is a key to closing business. That's a great nugget. Brian Miller and John Gwaltney of Outback Deck, everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I know our audience is going to get a lot out of this episode. Appreciate it, Drew. We, we, we love helping, man. So anytime. Thanks, Drew. Thank you for listening to Rockstars of Remodeling. As promised, there were some amazing takeaways you can use to build a better business for yourself, your employees, and your customers. If you've got an idea for a future episode, I'd love to hear from you. Send me topics you want us to cover on the show or names of guests our audience needs to hear from. Until next time, rock on.